0: Hey, before we get started with today's episode, I just want to quickly let you know that if you DM me the word audit on Instagram, that's at Ken Westgar, we'll do a quick 15-minute audit of your launch. And by the end of the audit, you'll know exactly where to put your focus in order to grow and scale your next launch. So like I said, DM me the word audit on Instagram, and I'll talk to you soon. This is the Oh My God, I'm Launching Podcast. And on today's episode, I am joined by Rebecca Hayden from Australia but originally from the UK and she's a confidence and mindset coach so we get to talk a lot about the stuff that we have to deal with you know in terms of limiting beliefs and I'm not good enough why is this happening to me all those questions and um, she also launched herself obviously and she talks a little bit more about that and how that obviously didn't go as she planned which is you know quite common from a lot of for a lot of us and then we you know when we're launching the first time obviously but the way she managed to reframe all of these things obviously she is a mindset coach so this is, you know, really simple for her, but she still needs to work on it. But that also means that we can learn a lot from her launch as well, because she talked a lot about it and how that changed for her next launch, which, you know, didn't flop. Um and as well as as I said, you know, confidence and mindset that's Something that we're going to talk about in this episode. And to be honest, I love talking about this because this is like the in the root of how we're showing up in our launch every single time. And it's so important. So we cannot ignore it. We actually have to deal with it and work on it. And obviously, we're never going to be perfect. But who wants to be perfect? I mean, that would be boring if everybody was perfect. But anyway, listen to this episode. I promise you, you're going to learn a lot from Rebecca. Rebecca she has a lot to share and uh, make sure you follow her on instagram you're not going to regret that so without further ado let's just jump right into the episode have you launched your online course with great success or maybe you launched totally tank and you just want to curl up and cry well it really doesn't matter All right, welcome to the Oh My God, I'm Launching Podcast. I'm your host, Ken Westgard, and today I'm joined by Rebecca Hayden down in Australia. How are you, Rebecca?
1: I'm good, thank you. How are you?
0: I'm very good. Uh, good morning, by the way. It's uh, 7 a.m.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it is. I'm up with the birds, as love every it. day I am. <laughs> love
0: it, love it, love it. Um, today we're going to talk you know, about a couple of things. We're going to talk about a launch you've done um, and how that went. Um, you say it was a complete flop. So that's going to be interesting. We love a flop (laughs) on this podcast. Uh, well, you're also a confidence and mindset coach as well. So I'm going to really enjoy digging into that as well. But before we get started with anything, please share a little bit about, about yourself, who you help and how you help them.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So I'm Rebecca Hayden and I help female entrepreneurs to really step into their confidence, mostly getting visible online Breaking through the "I'm not good enough" belief, the imposter syndrome, and really get getting them to be confident with themselves and with what they're selling for a business. So yeah,
0: mm, there's a lot of stuff to unpack right there. Oh
1: yeah, it's gonna be so much fun. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but uh, before we get into that, let's talk about the complete flop that you had. You obviously you launched. Uh, what did it? You launch first of all.
1: Yeah. So I was. Um, Kind of going back to the start of my business, the one thing that I really wanted to do was have this like passive online course. Like Brendan Bouchard was a big hero of mine when I first started my business. And I was like, I want these courses and I just want to have loads of courses. So um, every coach that I worked with was like, no, Beck, you know, build your one to one first, then launch your course or get an audience, then launch your course. So I felt like I'd waited so long to launch this course. Like Mm -hmm. I was like, yay, I can finally do it. Like my one-to-ones were were selling out, and I was at that position where I had that following. And because I'm so passionate about the mindset and about confidence, I wanted to just do a course that was just that, basically. Mm. So it was called Confidence Queen, and we went from all things mindset. And I did add a little bit of kind of getting on social media and being confident on social media at the end of the course, but. It, predominantly was the mindset to be confident in your business So
0: working on yourself basically
1: exactly yeah Yeah. um and you know one of the phrases that i always use is go inside to come out and Mm -hmm. you know that was basically what the course was you know let's sort out what's going on inside Mm mm-hmm um so I went like I went in all guns a blazing and was like this is it like you know I'm going to have 30 people sign up to this it's amazing like I really believed it I believed it 100% that it, yeah. it would work. I still believe it now like regardless of the flop. Um and I did a challenge the challenge was amazing. You know I had a lot of women sign up everyone was commenting and being like oh my god these breakthroughs that I'm having from this challenge. Just probably one kind of bit of the fluff because I gave so much in that <laughs> challenge. <laughs> Everyone was like, well, I feel confident now. Like I'm yeah. good. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't need this course. Um, but yeah, so, and kind of launched and I think, I think because it was my very first time of launching, I didn't realize how much goes into it, especially with the preparing before. Like I don't think mm. I've ever been in that state of stress in my business beforehand um it's a real kind of it, it, and even launching you know this time around where i launched a, a different program like it was still that stress but i i really like the stress so i'm not complaining about that <laughs> like, i like to be in that like there's so much to do state um but yeah so I, I i kind of launched and then it was like i felt like i'd thrown it off the mountain like this big offer mm-hmm you know like looney tunes or like some sort of cartoon it just went like that's how it felt (laughs) um and you know what i still got to sign up and then i like put another two of my clients in so i had four and it actually ended up being a really empowering eight weeks like yeah
0: i mean that's a really good beta group that you can really test things out get some feedback and really connect with those
1: Exactly, exactly. And they created this like friendship and relationship that I was just like, oh my God, like these women are all around the world. Like I was in Australia, they were in, you know, places, UK, USA, you know, like there was a lot of, there was a lot of differences within them, but they Mm -hmm. created this group that was uh, like, every time I had to when I was showing up for the calls, I was like, I love the, I love you all. I love you all because it was just so nice to see them supporting each other as well as me getting to support them too. Mm -hmm. Um, so it wasn't a complete flop, but I had the best intentions of signing like 30 people. Um, (laughs) I was was just
0: going to say that, you know, um, well, you're being a confidence and mindset coach, obviously, but you can hear all the things you're saying that, you managed to reframe all of it. You know, there's nothing wrong about this launch. Yes, there was hard learned lessons, but that's it. That's all there was.
1: Nothing more to it. Exactly. And, you know, I say that every single day, everything's a lesson. Mm -hmm. You know, even a failure or even a celebration, you know, we can still get lessons from what we win at because it's like, okay, well, I won at that. So how can I learn to do that again? You know, everything is always a lesson. Um, no matter which side you're on, but it was a real, I think, because I just waited so long, yeah, to launch this course, and you know, I got so like high hopes of it being like, oh, you know, I knew it wasn't going to be like a six figure launch, but you that's <laughs> what you go in like with this yeah, guns are yeah. blazing, and yeah, so it was, it was a massive lesson for me, huge lesson.
0: Did you do or did you create any of the? course before you actually launched it or did you kind of launch it and then kind of create it as Mm, you go
1: yeah like I I had done a lot of research into courses and a lot of people were saying you know don't waste your time Mm and spending hours and days and months like filming these courses and then it doesn't kind of go anywhere so I, I took that you know with me I definitely had a complete structure because I wanted that on the, on the sales page Mm -hmm. on the copy. Um, so I knew kind of, I knew the map of the course, um, but the videos and I, I did kind of half pre-recorded half live coaching. So they had a couple of pre-recorded during the week and we do like a live coaching, actually me coaching them through what they've been through in the pre-recorded video. Um, but yeah, so I kind of did it as I went along and, and I found that, you know, a few things changed, like they were having breakthroughs quicker than I thought, or you know, that the inner child stuff took longer than I thought. So mm. it was really, it was really nice. And I think with mindset, you actually never know. Um, you never really know what's gonna happen because one call can be so different to the other with what belief or you know what thing we're breaking through at that time. So probably passive course-wise. I like to be in there and in and coaching. Mm -hmm. So and this is why I really changed it for the the launch that I've just done. Because I was like, with mindset, I want to be in and helping them and having these breakthroughs with them. So that's Yeah, I kind of planned it, but kind of didn't. (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
0: I was gonna ask you, though. uh, I know I've heard a lot of people say, you know, um, selling mindset is not an easy thing, because people don't kind of realize that they need to change or work on their Mm -hmm. mindset or work on their inner self and all that stuff so i mean how do you even start to approach that in the sense of doing a launch with it
1: yeah and i i find that and i completely agree and actually one of the girls who did the course was like i didn't know i needed to work on myself Mm -hmm. until i started working on myself and like i always say it's like pandora's box like as soon as you (laughs) kind of open the box like it's like there's like so much comes out Um, And to be honest with like, if I'm truly honest, I found it really hard to just sell mindset, you know, as Mm -hmm. a course or as one-to-ones. And I think, and I say this all the time, you know, we're very, we're very quick to go to strategy. Like, okay, well, what's the strategy behind this? How do I need to do this? But I always say like, you can have all this fuel in your car, you know, all the strategy, but actually if you're not confident enough to press the accelerator, the car's going to stay still anyway. So Mm. you can work with, the best coach in the world for marketing, or the best coach in the world on how to create a funnel. But actually, if you don't believe that people are going to be in that funnel, then that's never going to go anywhere, anyway. Um, and I mean, you can tell how passionate I am about this, but <laughs> <Absolutely>. <laughs> it's it's been something that I've really had to push and i don't i'm not a massive fan of fear-based marketing but i think sometimes you need it with mindset because the moment that people need mindset is the moment it's too late Mm -hmm. um and then it's like wow like now i've got so much to deal with rather than starting it from the beginning of your business where it's like okay well each time something crops up new level new devil i work through it we go on um rather than it get into the you know getting to the the time that you get that six figure launch and you're like oh my god like an imposter syndrome kicks in and then you have to go back and do it all again so yeah yeah it's been it's 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 tough it's tough to it's tough to sell because unless you have the actual breakthrough people are like well you know i need to know how to use hashtags like i don't need to work on myself you know mm-hmm. so
0: yeah that, and that's kind of how I got into this as well i mean i joined James Wedmore's business by design course, and um, he sold me on all the processes. And I'm like, yep, that's exactly yep. what I need. Perfect. Let's join this. And the first module we get to is, you know, you have to work on yourself and your mindset. It's mm-hmm. like, what?
1: <laughs> but said- I mean, after, but after that, <laughs> I was
0: hooked, you know? So yeah.
1: yeah. And he's very like, he loves the woo-woo, doesn't he? He loves that he totally sort does. of thing. I, I just, I love listening to his podcast, but it's, it's definitely something that, I th- I ad- I actually think it's becoming more of the th- more of a thing in the entrepreneur space. As in, people are yeah. know that they have to do it. Um, I think it's just taken a little bit longer than I'd like for them to like see that they need to do it. <laughs> Hello,
0: <laughs> wake <I'm> up. Here. <laughs> but how has things changed? You said you just launched again. So how has things changed from that first launch till this launch?
1: Yeah. So I think, I mean, I leveled up a hell of a lot and you know, my first, the confidence queen was August and this, this launch was uh kind of beginning of November, mm-hmm. middle of November. So it wasn't actually that much in between and I kind oh, of wanted to do, what, yeah, yeah and I wanted to do a launch before um before the end of 2020
0: mm-hmm.
1: um but I think for me like more so I leveled up in myself and you know how I boundaries and how I set things and how I kind of approach things rather than it being completely fear based which confidence queen was if I'm truthful to myself mm-hmm. it was like is this going to work visibility queen was very it was very like this is what i'm offering i know it works i've had a good track record of it working take it or leave it and that's that's the kind of mentality in a very positive way that i went in with and i was like if people know that they need this right now then they'll sign up and if they don't then it's just not the right time for them so i went in with that with that mindset and so I wasn't desperate. I wasn't, you know, like begging for the sales. I wasn't like, oh my God, like my whole world's going to collapse if this doesn't work. It was like, I'm just testing this out because, you know, I'll launch again next year. So it's just a bit of a test. Um, and I did like a couple of things differently in the way of, I spent, You know, I probably started talking about getting on lives and being able to be confident in stories. I probably started talking about that back in September. So I had this massive run up of people going, oh, Becky's talking Mm -hmm. about, you know, confidence for lives and, you know, and having that space and time to drip feed little bits of, you know, nuggets of knowledge and stuff for getting live, um, which is, you know, a big part of Visibility Queen. Um, so when it kind of came to it and I was like, ta-da, a masterclass, you know, I'm going to sell after this. It, everyone knew that it, it was coming, which was really nice. Whereas Confidence Queen, I was like, hello, come and buy from me. Um, so I kind of didn't give them that run up. I mm-hmm. did a masterclass this time round rather than a challenge, which was a real big decision It took me a while to decide that because I was like, oh, well, you know, this masterclass, it's only an hour and a half of my time. And I'm not really giving them that much. And, you know, I had to go through that mindset process for me, too. Mm -hmm. Um, But the masterclass was incredible. And, you know, like I just loved it. And people still got breakthroughs. They still had takeaways. But I feel like I didn't, you know, give my everything, you know, give all the course away. And they left going, Oh, wow. Like I, yeah, I can probably go on a live, but now I, now I need to know like, okay, well I need to work through this and work through this. And that's when I started getting people messaging me, you know, to, to be on the course. So, yeah.
0: Awesome. I love that. And I love that you said you went in with this mind of, you know, testing things out. It's just, Mm. I mean, that's the whole part of launching is if you can just see it as an experiment you know exactly and then you'll learn something from it one way or yeah. another either way you get the success or you get a lesson simple as that exactly
1: exactly and i think the because i kind of feel like i've really found my feet with where I am and and my niche right now and and you know what it's took me quite a long time to get here (laughs) Um, and I know it takes people a long time and I I probably you know will change it again some some sometime in the future but I feel because I was a performer by profession before I started coaching it's just such a nice way to bring both of my careers together you know coaching and performing and being able to to get people to be confident online you know, for me is that that's a massive passion because other people like the ripple effect that you can have when you do show up or when you do speak out or when you do tell your story, which is all kind of visibility online, being on video. That's just so empowering to me that people, so sorry, uh, that people get to, (laughs) that people get to actually, people get to do that. And I just, I just loved it. So yeah, it was more of a, it was more of a, a real beta testing type way of going about it. But I just think it's going to be one that I run again and again and again. And that's what I wanted. I wanted to make sure that this time around it was a really good, you know, I had a really good shot at it.
0: Mm-hmm. Love it. Uh, but you, I mean, by the sound of your accent, obviously you don't.
1: Yeah. <laughs> you, you live
0: in UK, I would presume, but now you guys moved to Australia. So mm-hmm. I want to share a little bit about that because that's like, big move I mean it's yes. not just something you you know do on a whim and let's <laughs> go to move to Australia
1: <laughs> yes um very probably one of the biggest biggest things I've ever done in my life and you know I'm sure other people will be like yep yeah, I agree like that is you know re- a really big move but you know what at the time it just felt so right like it was I never got to the point where I was like, oh, am I making the wrong decision? Like, is this, is this not right? And, you know, I think because I did it with my boyfriend, so me and my boyfriend were both in the UK um, and we kind of had a chat and we were like, my boyfriend was like, look, I really want to live in Australia. And at the time I, I wasn't coaching, I was teaching dance, which I absolutely loved, but I knew wasn't something that I wanted to do forever. Um, and I was like, if we don't do it now, when will we and if it doesn't work out there's a flight there and I can come back home you know it's not the end of the world so we applied for visas and got them through and the next thing I knew we were booking the flight for the 13th of January 2019 and kind of off we went and it was I still look back now and I'm like, Becky, how did you do that? Like, how did you do that? I still ask myself the question. Um, purely because I was such a family orientated. Um, I had so many friends, you know, everywhere. And I think as a performer, like you always have like loads of pockets of friends everywhere from jobs that you've done or, you know, places you've worked. And cause you have like, you, you have like seven jobs at once when you're a performer. So, you know, there's loads of friends everywhere um and going from that to like going to australia to the other side of the world where the flight is you know it is long oh yeah we can't we can't say anything different <laughs> it is a very long flight um but it was one of those times where i just felt that it was the complete right thing to do and it was that time that probably i listened to my gut for the first time ever um and i think because i'm a serial people pleaser was more so back then probably not not as much now because I have done a lot of work on that this year um so I did a lot of things for a lot of people and not many things for myself and that was the first time that I truly went you know what I'm doing this for me and me and Dan you know we're doing this together but for ourselves as well and for the rest of our future really um and I just knew it was right so yeah a lot of people think Wow, how did you do that? But it was just so right at the time.
0: Yeah, I mean, if you just feel it in your gut, you know? Yeah. Just follow it.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And, you know, look what's if I look back now from what's come from me doing this, I'm just like, wow, like it's a big a big yeah. moment. I
0: think you would regret a lot more if you didn't do this.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I was speaking to one of my friends the other day, and she was like, Isn't it weird that just like one micro decision that you make has such a massive impact in your life you know the micro decision of me being in Australia was me going on that night out and meeting my boyfriend (laughs) so (laughs) you know like going back and actually seeing like that one decision that you don't think is massive at the time can have such a profound effect on your life Mm -hmm. um, in, in such a good way and that's why I like I live now from the motto feel the fear and do it anyway you know that's I say I say it to my clients every day. I say it to myself every day. Um, and I, I just think it's just such a good way to live because if I didn't say yes, then I don't know who knows what I'd be doing now, but actually you can't, you can't always live in the what ifs, but look what I've achieved because of it.
0: Exactly. I think that is a good way to start segueing into, you know, confidence mindset and talk a little bit more about that. Um, as you know, we're talking about launching on this podcast, and we already touched on a lot of excellent points during your launch, actually. Um, but what can you share about, you know, what goes through people's minds um, when they're launching? What kind of limiting beliefs do they need to work on? Obviously, there's, you know, being on camera, there's showing up, there's just being out there.
1: Mm-hmm. What can you yeah. share? I think for me, and the first thing that comes to my mind every time is the, I'm not good enough belief. Mm. Um, And I think, I honestly think it's a universal belief that we, that everyone struggles with at some point in their life. Um, and whether you say I'm not good enough, as in, that's the sentence that you say to yourself or whether it comes from a different place of, you know, who's going to buy from me or who am I to teach this or who am I to ask for this amount of money? All of these things kind of come back to the, you know, am I good enough to be doing this? And yeah. I think it's very much highlighted when you launch because, it is a very vulnerable place launching is, you know, you've put all this hard work and effort into something that you are so passionate that you pretty much treat as your baby. Um, and and then you go, hey world, like this is what I'm offering. And it's it's such a vulnerable space to be in when you launch because there's so many things that has to come with it. So for me, it's the really looking at where that belief came from. And, you know, we take our biggest imprints from the ages of zero to seven, which I'm Mm. sure a lot of people know, but those traumas, when I say trauma doesn't necessarily have to be a really traumatic time. A lot of my clients, (laughs) um, you know, a lot of my clients, someone, I think one of them, and she won't mind me sharing, but one of her breakthroughs she had was because she cut out a circle wrong in primary school and the teacher told her that she cut out the circle wrong. And she took wow. on the belief that she wasn't good enough. You know, it doesn't that's, have yeah, to that's be, crazy. yeah, <clears throat> it doesn't have to be a really traumatic time, but she, she was like, we we're on the call. Like I still get goosebumps now from thinking about it, but she was like, Oh my God, like, I've been carrying that around for years, like for mm. literally years thinking that I can't do things or I'm not good enough. And it went back to me cutting out a bloody circle, <laughs> like, <laughs> you know? Um, and actually a lot of people are a bit scared to do that and to go back and to have a look and I, and completely appreciate that. But with coaching, it's never going back into the past and sitting in the past and talking about the past and let's, you know, ruminate on that. It's like quick in and out. Okay. What did you learn? Positive learnings. Let's come back to the future and plan again. So for me, that's where I see mostly, I think I've gone round round the houses on this question, this (laughs) answer, but yeah, that's what I see the most when it comes to launching.
0: But how do you, I mean, I would assume that these traumas as you call it um that's not something that you have in the front of your mind i mean it's probably packed in way back there Mm
1: -hmm. so how do you even
0: come to that how do you start digging into that
1: yeah so you know our our subconscious mind remembers everything it's a massive hard drive just plugged into our brain and sometimes you're not aware of it but i think the first thing the first thing you need to be aware of is your thoughts you know because actually our thoughts affect our feelings affect our actions affect our results Mm -hmm. so it's it's almost like you have to take a good look at yourself and you know sometimes that's not very nice but you have to say okay i'm not getting the results i want right now so something's happening in my thought process because thoughts feelings actions results and that's kind of where i start with my client's even with myself, you know, if that's, I'm like, okay, well that hasn't worked out the way I wanted it to. So how, what did I go in thinking at this point? You know, Mm. what were the thoughts behind this? Um, And a a very good one is journaling. And I know we speak about journaling a lot in the self-development world. And it's like one of those words, you know, (laughs) uh, sparkly word word that everyone talks about, but I see journaling as it, it, you almost get to coach yourself you sit down and you're like, okay, well, you know, that, why am I feeling like this? You know, what is, what is my subconscious mind trying to protect me from at the moment? And that is basically what's happening because your subconscious mind wants to keep you out of pain. That it's, that's its primal job. Like the responsibility is to stop you from running into a double decker bus and then it also stops you from doing the things that you don't want to do as well. So it's really good in some ways, but really rubbish in others. Um, and, and, you know, one of my favorite, favorite techniques, which I talk about on my, on my Instagram stories all the time is the pain and pleasure. So kind of having a look at what the pain and pleasures are of you doing or not doing the thing that you, that you're going into. So if you are, if you have kind of had a look at your results, gone back and said, okay, well, what's my subconscious mind trying to keep me from, from me feeling this, And then having a look at, okay, well, what's the pain of me staying here? So what's the pain of me never launching in my business? What's the pain of me never doing an Instagram story? What's the pain of me never going live? And actually when you tap into that pain, your subconscious mind starts to then see that actually keeping you safe is keeping you in pain Mm -hmm. and keeping you going through the, the, through the comfort zone and breaking through that wall is actually going to take you to pleasure. So, okay, what pleasures will I get from doing the live, from doing the launch, from doing the stories and looking at it like that?
0: Yeah. And I would, Dare to say that this is not something that's gonna work right off the bat, but something you need no. to work on constantly and Exactly being I mean, awareness obviously is the biggest and most important thing here. It is. Because that yeah. that's you know, when you can kind of stop and start thinking about this, but you obviously have to do this over and over and over again to you kinda of, the subconscious mind actually picks up on on this.
1: Yeah. And it's it's like I always liken it to a wood. You know, if you've walked down a path in a forest or in a wood every single day. And that path be, I'm not good enough. Like every time you have that thought, you play the same strategy. You know, we can have mindset strategies too, guys, Um, (laughs) not just business strategies. Um, But you know, you play that same, you play that same thought, you go down the same path, you end up with the same result. And you know, if I talked through one of mine, one of my biggest things was I constantly went back into victim mode constantly Mm -hmm. So that was a big thing that I had to work through. So anytime anything happened, it would be like, woe is me. Why me? Why is this happening? Why haven't I made it? Why aren't I where the other people are? Why has everyone got a magic formula and I haven't? Mm -hmm. Like that was the thought that I had day in, day out. So I constantly walked down that path. The path ended up with me procrastinating or not doing anything in my business or just being really upset. So I had to then, you know, those thoughts still come up for me they're still there. Like we will never get it yet. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. We'll never be like unicorn rainbows and fairies, like dancing around every day. There's always going to be stuff that we've got to deal with. But now when those thoughts come in, I know I'm like, okay, Beck, like I can hear you. It's okay. We're good. It's just a little bit scary what we're doing right now, but we're going to go down another path today. And that's, that path's going to serve us better. Let's go down that one. So (laughs) it's just a constant repetition.
0: Yeah. Um, you mentioned you know the childhood trauma of you know cutting the circle in hat or not cutting it right um yes, yeah, uh how do you even start i mean yes you get aware of that that's the trigger, so how do you even start working on that to kind of get past that
1: yeah, so yeah, one for me, I use um timeline therapy in my business so it's just kind of like the same as hypnosis or NLP like a kind of mm-hmm. sort of qualification uh, not a sort of qualification it is a qualification <laughs> um but what what I do with with my clients when I use timeline therapy um is I I ask them okay well when did you take that on when did you take that belief on and yes it's you can do it right now you know listening to this podcast and have a think it's more in depth when you do it with a coach, you know, Obviously. for example, but if you were to just have a look at doing it yourself, ask yourself, okay, well, when did I think I took that on and try and get to the lowest number? So a lot of people, you know, a lot of my clients come back and was like, I was 21. I was 21 when I took that on. And I'm like, okay, that's okay. Can you think of a time before that, that you took that on? Mm -hmm. Because actually it's going to be, around the ages zero to seven. Cause that's the biggest imprints that we make. And that's me not saying that's not me saying that you can't take something on when you're 30 cause you can. Um, but if we peel back the onion, it's going to be something back in the past. Yeah. So, you know, ask yourself, when did I take that on? And then almost go into the memory, but really disassociated. And what I mean by that is you looking at you in that event So it's almost like you're pressing play on a movie, you know, you're sitting watching the movie and you can see you in the movie and going back to that event and saying, okay, well this happened or, and you know what, sometimes the feelings come flooding back like straight Mm -hmm. away. I can see it in my client's eyes and we really, that's why we stay disassociated because we don't want to feel those emotions anymore. We have to stay away from it. But then one of my favorite things is that we then take the positive learnings. So we have to remove that memory, but we have to put that something there instead. We can't just remove it and then let it be in the ether. Like we have to put something there instead. And those are positive learnings. So, you know, that that could be, well, I was doing the best I could at that time or It could be that someone said something to you and maybe they were really struggling at that time and you took it on as something that you thought that they thought. And actually it was them that were struggling and not you. Um, There's lots and lots of incredible positive learnings that can come from these sort of things, then come back into the future. And you know what? Those positive learnings make your best, best affirmations. Mm. So those are the affirmations that you need to say day in and day out, because that's the way that we really start to create those new neural pathways.
0: Hmm. When you talked about, you know, uh, watching this, as you look at a movie, what came to mind to me was that, you know, you kind of picture yourself, the the older you, walking up to the kid you and just saying, you know what, it's okay. Yeah, don't don't worry about them. You did just perfectly fine.
1: Yeah, exactly. And you know what, like in a, a child work and that sort of that sort of work oh like the breakthroughs that I've had with myself but also with clients has been phenomenal because we're very easy we're very we find it very easy when we get into adult life to kind of shove everything in a box and say well you know that was me as a kid done (laughs) shove it shove it away let's try and get on with adult life but actually the kid inside you and and these sort of thoughts and feelings and that victim you know for me if i look back at, at my kind of mindset work that victim for me was my inner child going please beck just like please will you just start looking after yourself like stop putting everyone before you and you know that's the sort of conversations that i had with my inner child and telling her it's okay because I'd gone so far the other way that I'd put everyone before me. And, you know, even down to what we watch on Netflix, I'd always be like, oh, yeah, let's watch what you want to watch. And, Mm, you know, those sort of things. But actually, my inner child was like shaking, shaking the cage of me, you know, shaking my body. Being like, will you just listen to me? Like, just listen to me, kind of thing. So it's really, it, it's really powerful. Um, and if you've never done any child inner child work, you know the best thing to start off with is writing a letter, um, mm-hmm. to to them or from them to you. I think that's probably one of the most empowering exercises that I get my clients to do.
0: I love that. Yeah, I mean, there's obviously so much work to do without maybe even realizing it so yes (laughs) uh, this is something that people really should take notice of and really start looking into to be honest
1: yeah and it's it's an ongoing process like it's never you'll never finish with mindset work because like i said new level new devil you do something new and then something else pops up and says hello i'm ready to be dealt with now Mm -hmm. um you know but i think that's what makes me excited about it just because we always get to learn something new about ourselves all the time
0: Mm. But you also talk about confidence as well and, you know, uh, showing up on video, which I know you do. You do that a lot, you know, doing you all that stuff. I'm not quite there yet. <laughs> but uh, how do you kind of push through all of that? Um, I would assume that you probably have worked on that as well through your time.
1: Yeah, definitely. The I think it's obviously easier for me because of coming from a performing background. But I don't mm-hmm. like to say that because actually when I was a performer, I was – anyone but myself, like I was always a character of some Mm. kind, you know, I always knew what that character's name was, her lines, what she wore as a costume, I was given all those things. So when I started my business, and I was like, wow, okay, well, I've got to show up as Rebecca Hayden now. Like, what's Mm -hmm. that look like? So actually, it was quite a big shift for me too. Um, But the thing that I always, always think about when I go on video or do anything to do with showing up as myself online is who I'm doing it for because when you come back to that why when you come back to the reason why you started your business and whether that's the why for the people that you want to inspire or for the life that you want to build for you and your family or your partner or your friends coming back to that is almost always bigger than the fear that you're having to be on camera um And one of the big things that I teach my clients is make it about them and not about you because the moment that you start to make it about you or, oh, my hair's not great or, oh, like my makeup doesn't look good. I've got this massive spot on my face or, you know, all of these things, actually it's taking away from the reason of why you're showing up to talk about the thing that you want to talk about. Mm -hmm. So if you can get on that video and yes, it takes practice, you know, it's like learning to play the piano. You don't sit down and play Mozart on day one like it's not going to happen like that (laughs) probably a day day i don't know 20 years i don't know how long it takes (laughs) depending (laughs) on your
0: skills probably yeah
1: (laughs) exactly um but actually you know every time you go and press live or every time you go and start to do that reel every time you go and show up on stories just think okay like have that one person in your mind that you're showing up for And I definitely do this, even when I'm recording my podcast, I have one person that I speak to in my podcast every single week that I do it. Because actually, through social media, we are actually only speaking to one person at a time. Like, I know it's going out to thousands and millions, but only one person is receiving it through their screen. So if you can start to tap into that, and you know, little techniques that you can do is put um, a picture of the person that you're you want to talk to by your camera or have a picture of your ideal client on your desk or write your why on a post-it note, you know, my why is to empower as many women as I can to help them believe that they can have the life of their dreams. You know, that is my mission. Mm -hmm. So every time I go on video, I think that's what I'm doing this for. Like I'm, yes, I'm doing it for me and my life, but actually they, them coming into the business allows me to have that as well.
0: Yeah. Do you do any practical stuff before you kind of get on video or something like that? I mean, just preparing yourself a little bit. So,
1: yes. Oh, I love a prepare. Um, <laughs> but sometimes I do just show up on live and I'm like, hi, guys, I'm here to speak to you. <laughs> um, I don't say guys anymore, but yeah. Um, so there's a couple of things that I do. The first one is really prepping your body. So, you know, a lot of the time when we do get nervous and we're about to go on camera or to show up and do something a bit scary, our psychology and our physiology is completely attached, of course. So our mind mm-hmm. and our body are linked of course. Um, But actually, it can have such a profound effect on either or. So if you're getting really stressed, your body starts to slump and, you know, hunched shoulders come over and you get nervous, sweaty palms and shaking, vice versa, you know, if that's what's happening in your body, your mind will come with you. So a lot of the time, how can we shift that? Now, one of the things that I always say is the power pose. I love it. You know, I yeah. go on about it all the time, <laughs> but actually if you stand in a strong pose, whether it be Wonder Woman, Superman, whatever, if you stand there for two minutes and a lot of people go what, two minutes and I'm like, yes, two minutes. Um, and you know, you, you can't help, but smile, you can't help, but feel that energy going around your body. And when we are showing up online, we need to be ourselves. So if you're not a nervous, um, shy Person in normal life, and then as soon as the camera gets on, and you go and just sink. You it sounds so familiar <laughs> <laughs> you talking to me um, you can just you know you just start to sink then actually just by peeling your shoulders back and thinking of like squeezing a lemon behind in your shoulder blades or just smiling or even standing up sometimes you know can have such a profound effect on how your mind and your body changes so that's definitely one that I always speak about. The other one is music. You know, music Mm. has an incredible way of motivating us or changing our mindset. So definitely music. And I think my third one for those who are just starting out on this journey of, of showing up online is prepare. Like, I think everyone thinks that you need to be this superhuman online and things can never go wrong and you can never trip over your words. But actually the times that I've done that and the times that that have, that's happened, people have seen that I'm just a normal human being. And actually they connect with me way quicker than me being like, hello everyone. I'm Rebecca Hayden. And this is what we're going to be doing today. Cause no one really wants to be watching that. You know, <laughs> it's boring. <laughs> so yeah. so you know, prepare, prepare, prepare what you're going to say, prepare your notes, prepare three top tips and have them on your screen. But actually, if you mess up, I think that's such a good, I think it's such a great way to be in a live, you know, there's been lives where, the internet's cut off or my dog's had a massive barking fit or, you know, I've, there's so many times where I've choked on my drink and like had a massive coughing fit, you know, where your eyes start to water (laughs) and you can't carry on. But actually I'm just like, give me a sec guys. Like I'll be back in a minute. But then people connect to you quicker because they're like, Oh, she's, she's human. I'm human. Like I get her, you know, I've, I've experienced that or I've been through that. So I think trying not to be that perfect person online is the best way to go
0: yeah and i think um repeating obviously doing this over and over again
1: Mm -hmm.
0: definitely helps Mm -hmm. i know just when i started with this podcast i'm pretty sure that you can hear hear from the first interviews that i did till you know 60 episodes later Mm
1: -hmm. something
0: has changed yeah in the way the interview is conducted and you know the energy and you know things are a little bit more relaxed we can laugh have a little more fun instead of just being (laughs) okay um I Don't remember what to ask about, but um, and then you know, yeah, for me, it's even harder because uh, I'm from Norway, so obviously, English is not my first language. I need to think about what I'm going to say, I need to listen to what you're saying, then I need to think about a question that I'm going to follow up with. So, you know, there's a lot of things going on as well, yeah. So, yeah, and it, yeah,
1: it does take practice, and and like anything, you know, you don't if you go back to riding a bike, you didn't get on the bike with no stabilizers or anything and just shoot off into the distance. You know, you fell off and fell off and fell off and fell off and grazed your knee and got back on. And I always say, you know, if a baby stopped, if a baby stopped wanting to walk from the first time that it fell over, we'd all be crawling around. Mm -hmm. So we have it in us to get back up and go again. You know, that's part of the process. So Taking action is where the confidence comes. You don't get confidence. You get confidence from the doing. Like you don't get the confidence and then do the doing. You get the confidence from doing it. So the more times you can do it. And you know what? Sometimes I just say to my, I say to my clients, make a Facebook group for yourself and just keep going live in that Facebook group every day, go live in that Facebook group. And the more times you do that, yes, there's no one watching or commenting, but you've had the practice of pressing live or something's gone wrong and you've ended the video and you can delete it. Remember mm-hmm. we can delete lives. Um, you know, but every time you do that, you go, okay, well, that was a bit easier. Okay. That was a bit easier. And then, you know, a week later, one of my clients was showing up like, I think she did three lives on the one week. And I was like, what has happened to you? Yeah. <laughs> like,
0: like, what changed? You know, all
1: of us, yeah. All of a sudden it just becomes part of your, you know, you've gone from, being consciously competent at it, which means that we have to think about it while we're doing it to subconsciously competent, which means we don't have to think about it when we do it. You know, just like when you, you know, you know, when you get in the car and you go somewhere and you're like, how the hell did I get here? <laughs> mm-hmm. Like it's, we just get like that at things, but we have to go through that learning process first.
0: Yeah. I remember my first live, I think it took about, you know, 10 to 15 minutes from sitting down to actually pressing live Press and <laughs> <laughs> I was sweating. I was breathing. I was like, that's crazy.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And now you do it, you know, without thinking like, well,
0: we're not quite there yet, but we're getting there.
1: (laughs) Getting there. Exactly. And, but it's a lot easier than the last time. You don't have to prepare. all Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah,
0: it is. It is. And I also noticed, especially when I'm recording myself on video that you really need to amp up the energy
1: That you kind of
0: because I've seen it on a few you know trainings or whatever I've done a webinar or something like that and then you just kind of see it back and it's like what is going on I'm looking like I don't have any expressions at all yeah like (laughs) cold stone yeah I
1: know. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. And that's, I think I did a reel on this, actually, that reel got quite a few views, but I blew my face up and was like, remember when the camera says that it puts on 10 pounds, like that was the start of the reel. (laughs) Um, And I was saying, basically, it just does the opposite for energy, it removes Mm. your energy. So, you know, when I did my keynote speaker training, they were like, don't use your hands. Don't, you know, keep your hands still keep your body still keep your feet planted on the floor. And I remember thinking, God, if I, if I was to do that on a video, like people wouldn't watch me because you need to be a little bit more animated. You do need to turn up that dial a little bit more. Luckily for me, I'm pretty animated as it goes in life anyway. Um, so you know, that being more animated comes easy to, comes naturally to me, not easy, but naturally to me. Um, but yeah, like, video yourself and be like okay if i was watching that as an ideal client would i be bored or would i be, would i carry on watching mm-hmm. and keep doing it until you find okay maybe it was this this these sort of hand gestures that really worked for me or using my eyebrows a little bit more worked for me or whatever that looks like and and again standing up such mm-hmm. a good way Changes to shift that energy shit yeah. straight away yeah
0: so good um i think we're gonna wrap this up but um yeah Do we have any last tips for people who really want to start working on their mindset and confidence?
1: Yeah, I think just don't be, don't be scared to do it because actually once you dive into it, you realize how quickly you can see those changes. It takes one or two breakthroughs for you to really shift into the person that you want to become. So and the, the more that you say, oh, I'll, I'll do that next week, I'll do that next week, mm-hmm. the longer the process becomes. <laughs> so feel the fear and do it anyway. And and yeah, dive in, dive in. <laughs>
0: yeah, exactly. So where can people reach out to you, learn a little bit more about you? Uh, and you also got a podcast. So
1: I do. If people want to yes. listen to that as well. Yeah. So you can find me. I live mostly on Instagram. So I'm at underscore Rebecca Hayden underscore. Um, I have a podcast called women who can, and basically it's just mindset, a lot of diving into those beliefs, um, but quite a lot of strategy as well, top tips, how you can get through certain things that are going on. Um, and yeah, you, I've got a couple of freebies on the website. It's just rebeccahayden.com. If you want to know more.
0: Awesome. We'll put that all in the show notes. So yeah, people have click uh, links to click. Um, And yeah, I appreciate you coming on the show and talking about confidence and mindset. And I mean, I love it. So thank you so much.
1: No, I've absolutely loved it. Thank you for having me.
0: Thank you, everybody, for listening in this week as well. And we'll catch you again next week. Thank you so much for listening to the Oh My God, I'm Launching podcast.